Welcome to the Hidden Why Podcast. This is episode 696 with Jonathan Robinson. Enjoy. Welcome to the Hidden Why's 30-minute power segment. I am passionate about creating a lifestyle that minimizes suffering and regret. The purpose of life is not simply to survive, but to thrive. And I believe we do that by creating a life with greater freedom, fulfillment, and happiness. Each week, I'll be delivering a 30-minute conversation with a guest expert on a topic that they are knowledgeable and passionate about with the purpose to inspire and educate us all. I don't have all the answers. I'm simply trying to figure life out. And through greater awareness and understanding, I can put into practice what I learn to further my life's progression. I can't give you your life's map. I can't show you the way, but I can assist you in discovering your why. I can help you define your life's compass to guide you purposefully to act on and pursue your life's desires. And from there, watch happiness ensue. My guests are the experts. They are the people I learn from. They provide the inspiration, education, and methodology that we can all benefit from in better navigating the ultimate life. Without further ado, let the show begin. Today's featured guest is Jonathan Robinson. The topic is awareness. Jonathan is a psychotherapist, best-selling author of 12 books, and a professional speaker from Northern California. Jonathan has made numerous appearances on The Oprah Show, as well as many other national TV talk shows. He has written several best-selling books, including The Complete Idiot's Guide to Awakening Your Spirituality, The Little Book of Big Questions, Communication Miracles for Couples, and he also co-hosts the podcast Awareness Explorers which is what we're talking about today, guys, awareness. You will absolutely love this conversation with Jonathan. I hope it brings you some value, and I hope you enjoy it. Cheers. Hello, mate. Hello, Jonathan. Welcome to the Hidden Wild Podcast Round 2. Welcome back. Thanks for coming on. My pleasure. It's good to have you here. So um, last time we spoke was uh, some time ago. We talked in episode 606. So for the audience listening out there, Jonathan is... Uh, coming back for the second time. Last time we spoke about his book, More Love, Less Conflict. Um, you've written a bunch of books, Jonathan, haven't you? How many books now? Uh, we're up to 13 now. 13. Holy. Well, I think it was eight last time, so I don't know how, how we've missed those. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan, and you've also launched a podcast, which is called Awareness Explorers. Do I have that right? That's correct. So um, the topic today is all about awareness, so it's a great topic. Um, a lot of interest out there in the audience uh, for this topic as well, so I'm looking forward to exploring that with you. Um, let me start, Jonathan, with, with why this topic of awareness um, has some importance to you, some meaning to you. Well, I think the two most important things in life, Lee, are uh, finding inner peace and having a lot of love in your life. So what I've really done is tried to find the world's experts in both those topics, steal their methods, and then write books about them. So I've interviewed everybody from the late Mother Teresa to the Dalai Lama to Deepak Chopra, you know, anybody you have heard of. I'm always asking them, what's your best method for finding inner peace? And what's your best method for uh, having more love? Mm. And, you know, success leaves clues. So they've led me to a lot of great stuff and that's what i like to share in my podcast and my books is this is this from a a inner journey yourself like um when you started out did you um find that that was your search you were sort of going what is this all about um you know searching for peace searching for joy um searching for love was that something that was lacking or does it have a backstory well i had the advantage i grew up in a violent dysfunctional family 
and realized that was somewhat wealthy. So I realized that money wasn't going to make me happy. And as a teenager, I was very depressed and, in fact, suicidal. So the search started from desperation. And then I realized that some things actually work, you know, really well. So it kept me motivated to keep on finding new things and uh, talking to the experts who had sometimes very powerful things that they did not normally share in their books uh, but I was able to kind of squeeze it out of them and use Take it and away. found that it worked. So when you're talking about some things, um, things you mean like practices or behaviors, like what, what things exactly are we talking about? Usually very specific practices. Okay. You know, in the, in the More Love, Less Conflict book, I, I talk about communication practices, mm. but we already talked about Just that. Right. Yeah. So, so here I will... Uh, in our interview, share at least two or three practices that take literally under a minute, but can awaken you to a very deep peace very quickly. Okay. Um, so we'll jump into those. What? How does awareness tie into this search for inner peace and love? Well, one of the things I did for a couple of years was I did the, I call it the guru circuit, and I asked uh, 35 of the most famous gurus on earth, the what's the single like most that. important? What was that? I said the guru circuit. I like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, I asked them, what's the most important thing to know about spiritual evolvement? And they all said it all comes down to being pure awareness. Now, you can't get 35 people to agree that the sky is blues. So if you can get 35 spiritual teachers to all agree that the most important thing is relaxing into pure awareness. I thought that was very impressive. So I became very focused on how do you do that and how do you do it amidst a busy lifestyle. Hmm. And that's, okay. uh, that's part of why I started the, the podcast Awareness Explorers is we interview teachers and we talk about methods. Okay, that's cool. Um, certainly one I'll, I'll tune into, mate. But um, talk to us about this this spiritual involvement because I'm sort of connecting a few dots here um, between sort of that inner journey, finding inner peace, finding love, and it's about having that spiritual involvement in life compared to the secular way um, that we perhaps live our life. Is there a difference there, anything that we could explore for the audience? Well, think of it that there's different ways to inner peace and love. You know, you can try a different, a, a certain religion, and I'm fine with that. Hmm. Um, you can try nature. That's good. But all of these require a lot of steps and, and you know, might involve going to church or going to your favorite place. But we're always aware. You know, if I said, Lee, try not to be aware now, you couldn't do it. You know, awareness is what allows us to experience what we're experiencing it. And what is a great thing about uh, awareness is that it's always there in the background. But as you learn to tune into it, you get to experience deep peace and love because our true nature as awareness is peace and love. Okay. So does awareness require some level of spiritual journey or is that spiritual sort of involvement um, that can be sort of separated as well and people can still find inner peace and love through their own awareness without a spiritual sort of practice or journey? 
Yeah, it's a great question. I find that people can uh, tune into it. Atheists can tune into it. People who are religious can tune into it. People who don't believe in it can tune into it. People who do believe in it can tune into it. It's it's always there. If you're awake listening to this, something in you is aware of it. Now, when you put your attention on that or learn to relax your sense of identity as a person with a story in the middle of a, listening to a podcast, all the things that we have going on, it's always there. Hmm. So it doesn't require any belief, just like you know, feeling your foot does not require a belief or a religion. It's just there. Yeah. Okay. There's a spiritual sort of side of things, and I mean, I guess we have to take away the the connection to religion from that word spiritual. Mm-hmm. Does that does that help us connect with some of these practices? Because a lot of the you know religions um, and spiritual leaders all have these profound practices. What is the connection there between um, spiritualism and and awareness? Well, think of it that the goal of all of this is to get to a place of inner peace and love. Hmm. You know, hmm. Jesus said the kingdom of heaven's within. Buddha said peace is within. The question is, what practice gets you there the quickest, the easiest, and most reliably? Yeah. And, you know, I'm a big believer that different things work for different folks. I, I in the Awareness Explorers podcasts. We give two or three methods every podcast, and you know that's so far been 45 different methods. And we get emails from people saying, yeah, I, I didn't think this was for me, but your method called include led to inner bliss within one minute. I can't believe how that doesn't make everybody's head explode. <laughs> you know, so, so it's really a matter of trying stuff. Some people like vanilla ice cream. Some people like chocolate. You find the one that works for you. You have a friend for life. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, so um, what what are the benefits? Because, I mean, obviously the benefits of inner peace and love sound great, um, spectacular even. What are the sort of micro-benefits that we can start like benefiting from um, by putting into practice uh, mindfulness training or awareness training? Well, there's certainly benefits to one's relationships. You're not so reactive Uh, There's benefits to being, in a way, more efficient in life because you're not getting lost in, you know, negative emotions or depression or all the stuff. If you are really present with your awareness, you just are very aware and you start to see things that other people don't see. You start to tap into a peace that other people aren't experiencing and that just, in some ways, makes you more effective in the world. But even if that weren't the case, it makes you feel better, yeah. uh, which was always my motivation. You know, how can I feel better? Yeah, yeah. So, a high level of sort of focus and attention um, to the presence, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's a very natural thing. It's not, it's not in a way, something you uh, try to achieve. It's really a letting go of our stories, our identification with kind of like we're always thinking we're in this movie where we have all these things to do and we have all these problems and we have all these, you know, uh, concerns. But in reality, life comes to us one second at a time. Hmm. And if you can relax all that and just be present 
with your body, be present with your emotions, and learn to let go of the story and learn to tap into awareness, then it's almost like, uh, you know, there's old saying, being in the world, but not of it. You are kind of like, you start to feel that you're a spiritual being having a human experience rather than you're a human being trying to have a spiritual experience. Yeah, so there's that word spiritual again. What is this What is this spiritual experience? How do we differentiate that from perhaps the current experience we're having if we're not a such a spiritual person? Yeah, yeah. Well, the way I define it is, you know, if you look at the word spiritual, it has two words in it, spirit ritual. Hmm. So anything you do to try to tap into an inner love or an inner peace is, in my opinion, spiritual. Or taking a walk in nature is spiritual. Um, it's just a matter of finding what helps you to tap in. And in my opinion, the best methods are ones that don't require you to go anywhere, like a church or a synagogue or even nature. They're ones that help you to relax into the present moment more fully. Hmm. And uh, there's a lot of those methods. And um, the first benefit is you feel a little bit of peace. But as you go deeper into it, you start to feel more love. You start to feel more connected to something bigger than yourself. So this this going within and finding, finding this inner sort of um, value or peace, I mean, couldn't someone find that by going out there and having a nice big chocolate thick shake or, uh, I don't know, going going crazy at the shops on the weekend or something like that? Like, isn't that self-fulfilling? Yeah, it is. And, and you know, that's an outer way of finding peace. And, or, you know, a relationship is, a, is an external way of finding love. Hmm. The problem is that, you know, you can't always get that person you love to do what you want. Yeah. Or you can't always get that chocolate shake because you don't have the money or whatever it is. You know, uh, it's better to, to have a lot of ways of finding peace and love, both external and internal. So I'm not, I'm not somebody who says you should become a monk. I, I like the world. I like, uh, I enjoy, uh, Some of the good things. sex, drugs, rock and roll, you know, <laughs> those are all good, <laughs> but, um, I like the consistency that even when I can't get things in the external world to be the way I want, that inner peace and love is still possible. Yeah, well, they say, you know, those external things that we look for, um, self-indulging behaviors, um, they're a cause for a lot of the suffering in our lives. And, and I totally get what you're saying is, you know, relying on those external factors to bring us that level of inner peace. Um, when they're gone, what do you do? When they're in turmoil, what do you do? Um, but there's also a level of craving them. And when they're gone and not available, um, it causes you a level of agitation. And then you're not able to find a level of peace because you don't have any of this connection to um, you know, the inner searches, the, the practices that perhaps you're, you talk about a lot in your podcasts and books. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, uh, do what works for you. But most people don't realize that some of the inner technologies, the inner ways of finding this peace and love have gotten better over the years. Uh, it used to take the average person maybe an hour of meditation before they felt that. Hmm. But we'll do two or three things today. And I think in one minute, a lot of people start to feel it Okay. because um, the technology actually has gotten better. The methods hmm. are getting more powerful. 
Yeah, that's cool. So what is it about, because you say this this sort of level of awareness, this state of awareness is natural. We're all, we're all, we all have it, um, yet some of us perhaps more than others. What is it that makes us lose it? Like why are some of us unaware but still aware and yet others mm-hmm. have this higher level of awareness that, you know, brings them a level of, of self-satisfaction? And then I would even wonder if that some people that seem quite aware um, perhaps they're still quite unsatisfied with their life. Uh huh. Well, I think to the there's no shelf life to awareness. So yeah. if you're not tuning into it in that moment, it's not doing anything for you. So uh, if you're if you lose it and you don't tune into it, it just because you were aware last year or you had a religious experience an hour ago doesn't mean that. <laughs> if, if you're not focused on it, it's not doing anything for you now. Uh, that's one thing. Um, but I think everybody can tap into it. It's really like a skill. You know, some people play tennis. They practice it. They're good at it. Some people, they if they went out on a court and practice it, they'd learn it. But most people aren't aware of the skills of tapping into that piece because, uh, religion or society gets us to focus more on on other types of things. Yeah, okay. So one could be quite aware, um, perhaps successful in, in what they do in life and what they pursue, um, yet their inner peace or level of love in their life could be quite lacking at the same time. Absolutely. It happens all the time. And in fact, a lot of times, if you get really involved in the world, making money, solving problems, working hard, it doesn't give you any leftover energy to go within and find the kingdom of heaven within, so to speak. Okay. So what what is the problem there? Like what is causing, even though they've got a level of awareness that one would think would help them with a, a higher level of, of satisfaction in life, inner peace, et cetera, what is what is causing the disconnection there? Is it because they're focusing too much on those external realities to find that inner peace? Yeah, yeah. We all get caught up. And, you know, we live in a Western culture or a Western cult <laughs> that uh, you're, you're in Australia, so it's not Western, but it's the same culture or same cult, which says that more money, more manipulation, more whatever is going to be the key to happiness, hmm. it's just not working. That's why we have, you know, in the West, we have the highest suicide rate in the world, uh, a lot of uh, drug epidemics, a lot of loneliness, a lot of antidepressants. It's really not working. So that's why this idea of mindfulness and awareness is starting to become more popular. Okay, so we're looking for a level of awareness to help us bring a greater level of understanding to, I guess, what sort of matters within to raise that level of peace rather than focusing on everything out there that um, might also give us moments of pleasure or or peace, but um, perhaps nothing sustainably. Yeah, you know, I I liken it to a plane. If a plane has one very strong wing, like a person has a very strong wing towards external reality and a very weak wing towards internal reality, well, that plane is going to go around circles and crash. Yeah. So you want to have, you know, a good two strong wings. Uh, I have a I'm able to get stuff done in the world. I love the world. I like doing things. But I also meditate every day. I do these little methods that help me to tap into the peace in the moment. And uh, by doing that, I can soar. Mm, mm. 
Yeah, right. That makes sense. And I, I mean, I've often heard um, of the successful peoples, and, and one that comes to mind is Tony Robinson. I know he sort of talked about it a couple last year, maybe or two years ago, mm-hmm. um, where he was so focused. He was, I mean, he's a, quite an aware dude by the by the looks of it. Um, yeah. But he, he he felt that he wasn't connecting within. You know, he wasn't focusing on what was really important, and he was just driven by this external reality. Um, and that was causing him a lot of suffering. So he's he's sort of taken that, and I could be totally wrong with all this. It's just a, what I've observed. But he's taken that sort of inner spiritual journey of awareness rather than awareness that's exerted externally. Yeah, trying to create that balance, which feels a lot better. In the plants, I like that analogy. That's cool. Okay, well, look, let's. Um, have you got a couple of things you can share? Um, I know you mentioned a couple of practices that um, can take a minute that people can sort of um, have a look at and perhaps benefit from. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if people can close their eyes, that might be more effective. But uh, whether we do two or three practices, they all just take about a minute each. Um, one is to, if you can close your eyes, do that. Not yeah. do it with your eyes open. Mm-hmm. Uh, think of a person or a pet or a child that you really care about. It can be any of them. I often focus on my dogs, but uh, any of those. And just Think of the last time you felt really connected to them. And if you can, imagine you can feel them in your heart and focus on your heart and your connection to them in your heart. And remember these special times with this being and imagine telling them how much they mean to you and seeing how happy that makes them. If you want, you can imagine hugging them or holding them and helping to feel, help you feel that special bond you have with them and breathe in that feeling of connection into your heart. And think of how grateful you are to have this being in your life and how much joy they give you, that connection. Allow that feeling of gratitude and connection to expand with each breath. So that's about a minute. And, you know, with practice, you get better at opening your heart in this way. And studies show that a minute of doing that exercise actually decreases the stress hormone level of cortisol for up to five hours. So it's one of the best things you can do for your body as well. Okay, so that's like a kind of a loving kindness sort of meditation. Yeah, let me do another one that's more based on awareness. Uh, I, and once again, people can close their eyes or not, but imagine that you have a big eraser in one hand mm-hmm. and you're just kind of imagining erasing your lower legs. You know, so that Hmm. you erase them, then you erase your upper legs, and then you erase your pelvis and stomach, and you might feel nothing there or tingling or nothing at all, but just erase your uh, chest and back, erase your shoulders, your neck. You might feel like you are now located in your head. So I want you to erase one arm and then start to erase your head your jaw, your forehead, until there's nothing left. Now, with your body erased, 
there's still something there. What is that that registers all these sounds and sensations? That's your awareness. See if you can erase your awareness. You can't. It's always there. In fact, that pure awareness that takes in your senses is always just in this moment, always just now, has no story. Now, it might be obscured because you have a lot of thoughts. So if you can, erase your thoughts. And all that's left is being right now in this moment, no future, no past, just an open doorway to feeling sensations and sounds in this moment. And that is the beginning of recognizing your awareness. How'd that feel? It's a bit of a different, um, yeah, a bit of a different sort of practice or, or door into uh, sort of meditation, isn't it? Um, yeah. By sort of using that eraser to um, yeah, go to that point, which is sort uh-huh. of what you're seeking in, in meditation practice. I've never heard of that one, so that's interesting. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I'll give you one more um, if you want. Yeah. And, uh, you know, for people who are interested in, in trying these different things, uh, every podcast on Awareness Explorers, we get two or three different methods. And your mission, should you decide to accept it, is to find the methods that work really well for you. Hmm. Um, but this method is called Include and involves first becoming aware that you're hearing sounds. And those sounds kind of come out of a field of silence. So extend what all the sounds you hear, my voice, any other sounds in your room, and just kind of imagine they're all coming from a field of silence, coming out of a field of silence. And you're also aware of sensations, your body, on the chair or whatever, And include feeling the sensations of your body and the sounds in this moment, all coming out of a field of sensation and sound. And there might be visuals, even with your eyes closed, of light and dark. And include that you're aware of sounds, sensations, and images. And that you're aware of each of these things not that they're just happening, but you're aware of them. So see as you become aware of sounds, sensations, images, and maybe thoughts passing by, that you're aware of all these things all at once, and you're welcoming your open channel for all your senses in this moment, and relax into this field of awareness that is always in the background, that's always there registering your senses and know that as you relax into that awareness there's a peace a calmness and maybe even an open-heartedness a welcoming to everything that's going on in this moment so that's another little thing and as you do these things you get better at them better at tuning into that peace and love Hmm. What um, 
Yeah, I'll just I'll wrap it up here. But that's um, yeah, great that you've shared some practices and a lot of insight into awareness. Um, a lot of these things, like for for the novice or person that perhaps hasn't sort of been through that practice and just starting out, might might not connect with the value of doing this immediately. How would you sort of encourage people to give it a go? I mean, obviously there's benefits, and if you listen to someone that meditates and practices daily. Um, myself included, I've, I've felt on the journey of doing meditation that it has profound impacts on my life. But again, starting out, I perhaps, you know, was a bit skeptical about what what the benefits could be. What would your sort of encouragement be to people starting out? I'd recommend that they try like a, a two week experiment hmm. where they try different meditation practices. You know, you can download some apps like Headspace or Calm. Or um, I have a site called shortcutstoawakening.com in which uh, I create a, a meditation that has certain sounds that alter your brainwave patterns. So it makes it really easy to tap into deep peace and love. Okay. And there's different guided meditations on Shortcuts to Awakening that Make it easier and easier because at first, you know, anytime you start a new skill, it can be a little bit hard, whether it be tennis or meditation. But if you practice for a couple of weeks, you start to see, wow, that was really cool. I, I really felt really altered there. Hmm. And um, then that gives you motivation to keep on doing it. Yeah, absolutely. And if you look at, you know, habit formation and stuff like that, um, and I just had James Clear on the show too um, a few weeks back. If you look at habit formation, just by making it really, really minute or small, um, can have profound impact. So you know, don't start off and, and do half an hour sessions because that's a good way to set yourself up for failure. But start off maybe just with one minute sessions daily for a couple of weeks. Yeah, I started. I started with uh, five minute sessions yep. many years ago, hmm. and uh, and then it got better and better. You know, first it was a little boring, and then it was peaceful, and then it felt good, and then it felt ecstatic. Now I limit myself to an hour and a half a day because for me meditation now is about as intense as a good orgasm that keeps on yeah. going on. Yeah. Right. <laughs> So is that one and a half hours sort of in one sitting, or do you sort of break it up into a few sessions? I, br- I break it. I break it up into two. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Wow, amazing. That's um, that's sort of the goal for me is is to get to that point. Um, so loved it, and and thanks for sharing. Uh, I want to encourage the guys to go out there check out your um, your profile online. What's the website, Jonathan? Well, they should uh, try awarenessexplorers.com. And in fact, there's a free 10-minute guided meditation they can sign up for that I think would knock their socks off uh, that they can just get on the awarenessexplorers.com website. Perfect. I'll stick the link in the show notes, guys, to check it out. This is episode 696 at thehiddenwire.com with Jonathan. Links in the show notes and uh, reach out to Jonathan and uh, explore some of his work a bit further. Jonathan, thanks again for coming on the show. Round two. Fantastic. My pleasure, Lee. Thanks for having me. Till next time, guys. Peace, passion, and purpose. See you soon. Thank you for tuning in and listening to today's conversation. I really hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you've been able to take something away, something to help you create a more meaningful life, a life with greater freedom, fulfillment, and happiness. Guys, if you love the content that I produce here at The Hidden Why, there are a few ways you can support me. Firstly, connect with me. You can do so in a number of different ways. You can connect with me online at thehiddenwhy.com or via social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, etc. 
I would love to hear from you guys. I would love to connect with you. If you've got any thoughts, comments, feedback, suggestions, or anything at all that you'd like to ask me, you can reach me at thehiddenwhyguy at gmail.com. While you're there, guys, make sure you subscribe to thehiddenwhy.com. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you can be kept up to date with all the new episodes and happenings here at The Hidden Why. If you love what you heard in this episode, guys, or any of the others, please share the love. Share it with your family, friends, and anyone you think that might get some value. If you haven't already done so, you can also leave me a review on iTunes. Simply head over to iTunes, type in The Hidden Why, click the Ratings and Reviews button, and leave me a short message plus a one to five star rating. It helps me reach more people. Once again, guys, I appreciate the time you've taken out of your day to support my show. Until next time, you know what to do. Breathe more passion into every single moment. Do everything with greater purpose, and in doing so, you will discover your hidden why. This is the Hidden Why Podcast. My name is Liam Mundelty. Until next time, peace, passion, and purpose. See you soon.